Wild Feather Podcast. I'm Brooke Dunwell, serial entrepreneur, sponge for life, and lover of people. Join me as we uncover the stories of courageous female entrepreneurs, founders, and investors pushing beyond limitless boundaries. Let's explore their creative journeys and pursuits to greatness. Tanvi Gupa is the founder of Swoon Me a dating app that aims to connect based on personality through voice and avatars while eliminating superficial dating. She is a former Facebook product specialist who worked on products in Messenger and Instagram Direct. So thank you so much for joining us today, Tambi. We're so excited to have you on. Mm -hmm. I am excited to be here. Uh, yay. <laughs> so we'll just jump right in. So tell us how you came up with the idea Swoon Me and how um, you got started as a founder. Uh, sure. So um, this space has, dating space has been always very personal to me. Um, I was dating about five years ago and I experienced, you know, these pain points of online dating uh, myself. So I felt that dating world felt um, super indexed on looks, you know, all these apps like Tinder, Bumble, and even Hinge. It just felt like the whole focus was like photos, photos, photos. And that just felt very superficial to me. And I always wanted to, you know, work on other mediums of interaction for when people connect romantically. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I worked at Facebook for three years. I got um, this wealth of experience working in Messenger and Instagram Direct, shipping consumer products. And, um, and, and, you know, with Clubhouse, as you've seen, like the rise of the Clubhouse app, people are really responding to audio first platforms. And we've heard that people want to connect just on audio. So I think it just felt right. I was like, I'm ready to start something of my own. I wanted, you know, to really solve this problem. It's been like a culmination of my own grievances throughout the, throughout the years before meeting my husband. So, so yeah, that's when I was like, okay, well, let's uh, form a hypothesis and um, started to test it out and yeah, got, got, you know, started on building it. That's awesome. So now where are you at in the process of your company? Have you, you've launched and yes. you have a team and you're in the market? Yes. Yeah, so we do have a small team. Um, we do have our um, MVP out um, the in the app store. We launched on June 27th on both iOS and Android. And we've been getting really, really good traction with users. We've been trending, you know, in uh, Italy, France, of course, US. We got published on TechCrunch and, you know, GQ, Italy and, and in France. So I think that's been like it's and even in China. I mean, I feel like people are Really, this 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 product is really resonating with people and they're like wow we want something different that just doesn't focus on profile photos and then we've been fortunate enough i recently raised some seed funding so yeah yeah i think we're oh, that's um, awesome yeah. so you, did you raise seed funding from angels or from vc um right now it's angel investment okay that's a fun process yeah. You have to uh, pitch a lot of times. Um, I mean, I did start pitching at the end of May, so I basically pitched. I would say for a month and a half. Um, oh, that's not bad. 
yeah, that's not bad. And then, you know, just like, and I feel like once we um, launched, we started to get a lot of inbound interest from investors themselves. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I think things just one thing led to another. And, and I'm currently fundraising. I mean, we're not, I haven't closed the amount that we set out to do, but we have good um, enough funding to, you know, kickstart the business and really build the features that we've been uh, talking about. That's awesome. So now, uh, what have, or maybe you haven't, but have you had any obstacles along the way that you've had to overcome? What's your big biggest learning curve as an entrepreneur? Um, I mean, I think I would say that I have definitely felt pushback from a few investors, right, where they think mm-hmm. that men are visual beings, and then it's just, you know, natural, and then they will not sign up for an app that doesn't focus on photos. Um, and, and where connections are solely made with voice and personality, they just don't believe in that, because they're like, men was men are not going to go for it, right. Mm-hmm. So that's the hypothesis I heard uh, before before we launched. However, it's interesting that we're seeing in our data that we currently have more male users than female. And <laughs> honestly, this generation is ready to date via other mediums of interaction and not just make judgment and decisions based on based on photos, you know? The data right. the data we're seeing in younger generations like millennials and Gen Zs is proving uh, proving that, right? That that there is room to explore other mediums and not just like photos and videos. And that's why I think Swoonmi has created such an excitement in the dating app market space. So, I mean, yeah, I've had pushback, you know, I felt like people are like, especially like, well, actually both male and female investors have like sort of given me pushback, but like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to work kind of thing. And, and the other challenge that I think I've always faced in my career is that, you know, being a female in a male, male dominated industry, which is tech, has has always felt kind of challenging. I mean, when I walk into a room or workplace, I need to prove myself. Whereas men are inherently awarded that luxury in like, as in like, oh, this guy's in tech. He must be really smart and knows what he's talking about. I mean, you know, right. and that's always felt wrong. And and it just like, but that's how things are. I mean, things are changing, but they're nowhere close to the ideal place that we we need to be. You know, which is like gender equality in the workplace. And yeah, right, right. Uh, now, is there on your app, do you pick age mm-hmm. and like, how does it work? Do you, you fill out a, like, do you fill out a profile about your personality? Uh, yeah. So basically on the app, I mean, it's uh, because we are not allowing users under 18. So you do have to, um, you know, provide your date of birth so we can, uh, we don't want, you know, um, like people below 18 on the app, right? Right, right. And um, so the sign-up process is very simple. We wanted to make sure that it's easy to sign up. We don't want to feel like dated apps like Match or eHarmony where it feels like a job, you know, application that you're filling out. So it's like really simple. You put in your date of birth and um, you define, you know, your gender identity. We're very inclusive. We are inclusive of the LGBTQ community and we have features lined up just for that community. And, and then you 
prefer, uh, you know, pick your preference and then you generate your avatar and, and, and record a soundbite. So we basically like quickly get to the, to the meat of the signup process, like without asking you redundant questions, right? Because that will come through in icebreakers when people actually play games on the app. So, so we have like, you know, we do ask a couple meaningful questions about you, for example, Hey, what is your love language? Right? Like, and what mm. are you looking for? Like, for example, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people express lo- a love like very differently. For example, my husband's love language is acts of service minus physical contact and quality time. But I didn't know like until three years into our marriage that, you know, why like why it felt like that, you know, he didn't he didn't express himself as much as much as I do, but he did everything else. Right. So so I feel like that is my that's my own finding from my own relationship. I'm like, oh, it, it, it would have been really great to know if I kind of had just like explicitly asked him what is your love language so so i think we have a few uh, very telling incredibly telling questions and then we also have incredibly telling sound prompts that we're helping users basically guiding them on what to say um on on the on the the profiles interesting um so what is your vision um so my my vision is um you know voice first dating my vision is um you know i want to bring back intimacy and authenticity back to online dating i mean at this point it's very easy to filter apply filters and completely change the way you look in profile photos right but it's hard to fake your voice and i think i strongly believe that voice is a strong medium of expression um you know it shows emotion personality sociability so much more and so we just want like singles to you know people to sort of get out of that mindset of just like um, making mindless split second decisions like yes no accept reject kind of thing and then just like like be a little less superficial when it comes to finding love right that's awesome so what uh what advice would you give other entrepreneurs <laughs> what advice would I give other entrepreneurs? I think uh, what I would say is, you know, believe in yourself, really. I mean, change is hard. You know, taking a risk um, and going out of your comfort zone is hard, but it's not impossible. Like, for example, me, right? Like, I love the comfort zone of a really nice um, company like Facebook that has amazing perks, you know, is really, they really compensate really well. But, but, you know, I just always felt, um, that I wanted to do something of my own. I had this entrepreneurial spirit. So if, 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 if one feels like they have this need to make, you know, to drive impact and positive change in the world, I mean, I always feel like where there's will, there's way. It's cliche, but it's really true. <laughs> so that's, right. what, that's the advice I would give. It is, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. uh, awesome. So what would you like your legacy to be? Or do you know? I think I have an idea. Uh, maybe that might change. I, I feel like I'm I'm fairly young to think about, you know, what I what I want to leave in this world. So hopefully, I have many years to go. But at this point, I would say I want my legacy to be that 
I, I want to uh, that that I made the dating world a little less superficial, giving everybody confidence that they can find a good partner, you know, that values their whole self and not just how they they I mean how they look in just a photo, right? And then and then and my hope is our users will feel connected and more connected and grounded while making genuine romantic connections. Yeah, that's awesome. So when I was talking to Allison, she was mentioning that. Um, you were getting experts involved to validate. Talk to mm-hmm. us about that and why that's important. So I think, um, so we, we have gotten really great feedback and engagement from our super, uh, from our beta super users. Like, uh, and, 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 you know, we've understood that there are some key things we need to improve um, the product experience. And those are really the people and the, and whose needs we want to cater to. Right. So, um, so while we are in a good place in terms of validating the product with our users who are really the experts at the end of the day, because they're going to use it, right. They're right, going right. to work for them to make those connections. But yes, we are um, working on involving dating coaches and experts, um, basically to understand, you know, more psychology behind when a, when a, when one looks to make romantic connections. I mean, we understand that, you know, the dating world is superficial and audio is one medium of interaction that we want to give people to, to, you know, to find meaningful, meaningful love and connections. But I think there might be other factors that I think that dating coaches and experts could help us understand that will eventually deliver more impact, impactful product for our users. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I just really want to want to make a positive impact in people's lives. I mean, I know personally finding love is hard, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. when you're in college, you have like access to so many of, you know, so many men, women, whatever your preference is, right? Because you are surrounded by similar minded and similar age people. But once you graduate college and you're in a professional job and you're so busy, right? Like from your nine to five job and you have plans on the weekend, there's family, there is other obligations. I mean, it's just so hard to find love, right? Like who has time given (laughs) all? Like that's how I felt. I got so frustrated. I was like, you know, I just don't have time. Like I don't have time to respond to people's messages. I don't have time to just like exchange selfies with just every other guy who's asking for it, right? Right. So, So I think my hope is that we can sort of zero in on people's needs and and wants and really like and and digitize this pro- like digitize effectively <laughs> this process of finding love of course it's been digitized for a while now but i, I right. don't think it's working that effectively yeah so did you are you do you have development in your background or how do you go about building an app uh what was uh-huh. your strategy in developing the app? Because I know there's so many different avenues people can take. Um, yeah, I mean, so for me, like my background before I joined Facebook um, in product was I was a technical program slash 
product slash project manager for like, you know, five, six years of my career before joining Facebook. So I had a really good understanding of like running a technical team, right? Like I acted as a scrum master managing, Mm. you know, uh, developers with like tech leads hand in hand. Um, So, so I, I knew how products are built. So I had that understanding, but I felt, I always felt before joining Facebook that I needed to really understand how do you actually understand what people want, right? What it is that drives people. And Facebook is so good at this, like really understand what people want and then sort of experimenting and getting to that beautiful, delightful products like you see Instagram, right? And WhatsApp. So so for me, when I was there, I already had this technical experience, but with the product experience that I learned at Facebook, I just felt like I was armed with like really good knowledge and experience to build something of my own. So, so basically what I did was I had this hypothesis for the longest time, right? Like I, like, honestly, I just felt so judged by looks myself. I got tired of it. I felt like, like, this has been the biggest pain point of my own is like, I don't want to be objectified. I hate it. I hate if and when anyone does that. Right. So, mm-hmm. so what I did was with my hypothesis, I basically built a Wix website. Right. And what I did, I also was getting direct user feedback on that website and newsletter signups for for my company, which I started to call Dobby for you at first, Dobby Dating. Um, and then, you know, after I got a lot of signups and, and, and people were like, oh, yeah, this is going to really be an awesome app. So that indicated a demand for such a product. Right. And then I also ran surveys through SurveyMonkey and did a lot of market research on existing dating apps and the top dating apps and the user needs. And then And, you know, I had learned from my time at Facebook that, you know, the first step to building products is to really first understand gaps in the market, understand user needs and think about how we can address those gaps in the market. Right. And then so so and then these, uh, you know, Clubhouse had taken off. People were loving, you know, being on just audio only platforms. I watched the show Love is Blind and people are like, whoa, getting married, you know, without ever seeing each other. I mean, that's a little far fetched, if you ask me. Right. At least (laughs) I think making a connection and getting to know each other is, is, it seems more realistic, right? So, so I think all these great ideas, I basically, you know, wrote out a product brief, right? My requirements, my user needs. Um, I usually use this framework called circles to zero in a use case I want to address. So, um, yeah, so I think I, I I basically went and hired an engineer and started working with that engineer in terms of building the product. Um, and yeah, that's how I got started. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's very helpful that you have that product management background as well, you know, because yeah. Yeah. Um, you can understand and talk the talk. I yeah. think a lot of there are a lot of founders that aren't technical, you know, like mm-hmm. the non-technical founders. And I think that they get overwhelmed with the whole development process. So yeah, kudos yeah. to you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's really my forte uh, is like, you know, un- marrying that you product experience and understanding what people want with the technical experience, right? Like, what can we actually do? How fast can we do it? So I, I think that's and, and that's why I feel like my experience working at these large companies like Facebook and then, you know, on Wall Street is really what led me to be like, okay, I'm ready to go out and being an entrepreneur myself. So yeah, yeah it's been a journey. That's great. Thank you, Brooke. Uh, so she also mentioned, and you briefly touched on this earlier about um, 
being a female founder and the challenges that you have faced or one may face, mm-hmm. uh, can you talk a little bit more about things that you've experienced or things that you've seen or um, how you can differentiate yourself? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you talked about the tech founders or the, you know, going up against males from in, in tech, but um, mm-hmm. anything else um, when it comes yeah. along to those lines? Sure. I mean, so it's interesting when I, you know, go pitch because um, now in-person events have started, right? So right. do in-person events, virtual events. It's so interesting. I in most rooms, I'm like the only female founder, right? And ah. it's it's like, um, and then there it's it's like mostly male founders. Like all the pitch events that I've been to, I've never met a female founder so really? far. Yeah, I mean, of course, there are female founders, right? Maybe I just haven't crossed paths with them at any of these pitch events. I'm actually, in fact, going to a networking event today, uh, tonight in San Francisco to meet potential investors. I'm hoping I'll meet some fellow female founders. Um, So it just it just feels like there is really lack of diversity. And I, I think one of the things that I have found interesting is that while fundraising, right, like there are a lot of funds, they will be like, oh, we're very female focused, you know, we want to diversify, we want to, uh, we want to put money into female founded, founder, founded companies. And yet, when you look at their actual portfolio, it's not what they say, right? So, so I just feel like if people, if the VC community, investor community really wants to lift, you know, the, I, I'm not going to say underprivileged, but not, <laughs> what's a good term, if they really want to, uh, you know, lift up the underrepresented communities, be it LGBT, DQ, be it female founders or people of color, you know, they actually need to invest in them, right? Like they cannot continue with their practices of just investing in like male founded companies. So I think that's one thing that I've noticed is like, like, we hear all that advertising in the community. But when you really go, it's like, you don't get that preference as they say that you would because, you know, so I just, I just felt like the experience has been different than what I had actually expected going into fundraising. Yeah. I think a lot of people probably go up against that for yeah. sure. Yeah. So yeah. what's your motivation? What keeps you going? <laughs> what's my motivation? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I, my motivation is, you know, I want to build impactful products that provide value and impact people's lives in a meaningful way. I mean, that's how I derived meaning from my work at Facebook. Like it was like, okay, well, you know, we, we're building this product and people are so happy. They're actually like, for example, when the pandemic hit, right? Like we were all so, um, we were all isolated. We could not meet our loved ones. So working at, at that time, working on features at Facebook that actually made people connect and feel connected while they could not see each other. I think that felt very fulfilling to me. And similarly at, at Swoon Me, you know, after months of social distancing and maybe isolation, people are feeling lonely and are looking for their significant other others like more than ever. And, and, and in terms of casual dating, I feel like people have decided to reduce contact. Right. So, so I just think that if, if I can help people connect and help them find love, I find it as a fulfilling purpose and a motivation at the end of the day. That's awesome. So how can we help you? How can, what can we do for you and how can we help you succeed? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what would be really amazing is if you advertise our app heavily soon me on your platform and get your female audience to join the platform. Because I mean, I've always I'm a big believer in female empowerment. And I know where females would go, uh, women would go, men will follow, right? That is just how things work. So I really would love if your female audience would come and join and try soon me give us feedback and record like some fun, delightful audio clips. Mm -hmm. And we really have many exciting features in the works that are just like audio based. and, and I am very confident we can help them find meaningful romantic love. And if any user has any feedback, I am happy to talk to them personally. <laughs> because, because, you know, I am so passionate about, you know, talking to my users. Sometimes I actually um, answer our customer service emails myself because, you know, I want to see firsthand, like, what people are saying, what it is that, uh, what it is I can help them with. So, so yeah, that would be. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks. That's awesome. Well, I so appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule. I know you're extremely busy, but mm-hmm. I appreciate your time. And we'll definitely promote Swimming on our mm-hmm. uh, social media and see if we can get some users for you. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And uh, we look forward to seeing the exciting growth and success of Me. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Brooke, for, you know, hosting me and Spoon Me. Uh, I really had a lot of fun sharing, sharing about me and our company with you. Yeah, awesome. Well, we're so glad. And we will, I'll be in touch soon. Okay, sounds okay. good. All right, okay. thanks. Thank you. Bye, Brooke. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Wild Feather. Be authentic, be limitless, and love yourself. Beep.